Well, I won't start this time, Edna. Or will they be? <laughs> yep. Well, good morning, everybody. A warm welcome to our online service this morning. Uh, I don't know about you, but I'm beginning to get used to this new online, uh, new normal way of doing church via a screen. Uh, pretty sure most of you know who I am, <clears throat> but if you're listening to the website uh, or listening to this via the website after the live streaming of this, my name is Peter Hubbard. I'm the vicar of Christchurch Basin Hill. Let's start with some notices. It's good to remind ourselves of something that was familiar of those days when we used to actually go to church, isn't it? The main thing I want to draw to your attention is to the fact that the prayer movement called Thy Kingdom Come begins this Thursday, which is Ascension Day, the day we remember Jesus has ascended to the Father in heaven. Thy Kingdom Come then goes on for 11 days and ends on Pentecost Sunday, which this year is on the 31st of May. Thy Kingdom, Come, Thy Kingdom Come is a global movement of prayer based on the Lord's Prayer that Thy Kingdom Come, Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Now, if you uh, can see the screen, uh, Aidan is showing you the, the sheet that has come out to show you sources that you can access during Thy Kingdom Come. And uh, I'll make sure that that's sent out from the office tomorrow so you can actually read it and access it yourselves. Uh, but one of the things that uh, they're encouraging us to do is, is the number two on there called Pray for Five. And that has always been an emphasis during Thy Kingdom Come. And it's an encouragement to pray for five people we know who are not yet followers of Jesus, that they may be drawn to know him and love him for themselves. And of course, this year, in addition, we're also asking how, asking God how we can share our faith with them both now in this lockdown environment and, of course, as the restrictions are gradually lifted. Uh, we're planning to put out a post, uh, including family-friendly resources on Facebook, on the church Facebook page, each day of Thy Kingdom Come, so that you can be inspired to pray for your friends and your neighbours and your community. So please look out for that, as I say, on the church Facebook page in these next coming days. So let's continue our time together now uh, by turning to our Father in prayer. So let's pray. Father, we thank you that we can meet with you and in this uh, online way, meet with each other this morning. Thank you, Lord, that you are with us at all times and in all places. And even though we're scattered in our homes, Lord, you're with us and you are uh, you're going to speak to us this morning by your Holy Spirit. But we pray that you'd encourage us in our daily walk with you. Uh, that all through all the ups and downs of life, Lord, we know that you are the constant in our lives, that you are always there for us, that you are there speaking to us, and it's up to us to listen to your voice speaking to us. So, Father, would you come and draw us closer to yourself, allow us to hear the gentle voice of your spirit, and to be encouraged to serve you and love you and love those around us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Well, our theme this morning is living in the love and the power of the Holy Spirit. And Rachel's going to be preaching on another really powerful passage from John's Gospel, uh, which is John chapter 14, verses 15 to 21. And in that passage, Jesus says this. If you love me, keep my commands. And I will ask the Father and he will give you another advocate to help you and to be with you forever, the spirit of truth. So we're going to join in now and sing a beautiful hymn which speaks of the assurance we can have of dwelling in the love of our Father God, knowing that his love and his care of us is so much bigger than anything we face in this world. 
And so we're going to join in with the hymn, Blessed Assurance, Jesus is Mine. beautiful hymn of praise, isn't it? This is my story, this is my song, praising my Saviour all the day long. But we know, don't we, that we need God in his grace and in his mercy to help us to keep praising him when we go wrong in our lives, when our love for him grows dim or we fail to see the wonder of who he is. We need his help every moment of every day. So let's join in with this prayer of confession and ask the Spirit to fill us with his love. And so uh, let's say this, all of these words together in our own homes. Jesus Christ, 
risen master and triumphant Lord, we come to you in sorrow for our sins and confess to you our weakness and unbelief. We have lived by our own strength and not by the power of your resurrection. In your mercy, forgive us. Lord, hear us and help us. We have lived by the light of our own eyes, as faithless and not believing. In your mercy, forgive us. Lord, hear us and help us. We have lived for this world alone and doubted our home in heaven. In your mercy, forgive us. Lord, hear us and help us. Let's just have a moment of quiet to receive the strength and the love of God to live for him in this world. So let's just keep a moment of quiet, shall we? Father, we thank you that you come and fill us with your Holy Spirit. But we can't live your way on our own. But you have promised and you uh, promised to send your spirit upon us when we cry out to you. So Lord, lead us in the right way. Lead us in a way that allows us to shine for you each day. Allows us to show who you truly are. Thank you, Lord, that you put us back on track and, and you say, walk with me and learn from me. Thank you, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. As I said earlier, our passage today is from John chapter 15, where Jesus says, whoever has my commands and keeps them, is the one who loves me. So before we hear the Bible reading and Rachel preaches, we're going to join in and sing the song, the well-known song, A New Commandment, which reminds us of that call to love each other as Jesus has loved us. A New Commandment. And our Carolyn's going to bring us a Bible reading 
and then Rachel will be preaching. The Bible reading is taken from the Gospel of John, chapter 14, starting at verse 15. Jesus promises the Holy Spirit. If you love me, keep my commands, and I will ask the Father, and he will give you another advocate to help you and be with you forever, the Spirit of Truth. The world cannot accept him, because it neither sees him nor knows him. But you know him, for he lives with you and will be in you. I will not leave you as orphans, I will come to you. Before long, the world will not see me anymore, but you will see me. Because I live, you also will live. On that day, you will realise that I am in my Father, and you are in me, and I am in you. Whoever has my commands and keeps them is the one who loves me. The one who loves me will be loved by my Father, and I too will love them and show myself to them. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Good morning, everyone. As we all know, some days are harder than others, sometimes weeks and sometimes whole years. For the disciples, this passage was part of a longer discourse that would have been hard for them to hear. The start of this week was for me a hard one. I felt flat. I stared at the screen, not wanting to write. I read the amazing words we've just heard in John's Gospel and felt nothing. Less people have received a call of me this week because I just couldn't muster up the strength to make conversation. You might be thinking, what a way to start a sermon. It's a bit of a mood killer, isn't it? Especially after a reading about love and the spirit but I'm sure you've all had it said to you that honesty is the best policy. So this week, as I stared at my screen, wondering if God could possibly even want to use me this week to talk to you, these words were being sung through my speaker on a playlist I barely even remembered putting on. The words were, you say I am loved when I can't feel a thing. You say I am strong when I think I am weak. And you say I am held when I am falling short. And when I don't belong, oh, you say I am yours. And now that song is by Lauren Daigle and it's called You Say. And as I heard it, I thought, I can hold on to that. I am loved, I am called, I am strong, not because of anything I have done, but because of who God is. Even at those times when we don't feel it, God loves us. And so love is where I am going to start today. Now, I'm not starting with those butterfly feelings you get when you first start falling in love. I'm not even starting with that solid, dependable family love. I'm starting with Jesus. Today's passage both begins and ends with Jesus talking of love. His first statement today is, if you love me, keep my commandments. If you love me. Do I love Jesus? It's quite a question, isn't it? Love for Jesus can seem a strange thing or it can to me. I don't get a warm fuzzy feeling like I do for others I love. I can't describe or define the emotion in the same way I could for my friends or family. 
I've never looked at Jesus and felt that warm feeling that starts deep within. And all this sometimes leads me to question my love for Jesus. Yet I have come to realise that love for Jesus is different because Jesus himself is different to anything else I might love. I've seen it put like this. When it comes to love, Jesus doesn't want warm sentiments. He wants obedience. When it comes to love, Jesus doesn't want our feelings so much as our actions. When it comes to love, Jesus doesn't want emotion. He wants devotion. Now, I really like that, so I'm going to say it again to you. When it comes to love, Jesus doesn't want warm sentiments. He wants obedience. When it comes to love, Jesus doesn't want our feelings so much as our actions. When it comes to love, Jesus doesn't want emotion. He wants devotion. So how can we tell if we really love Jesus? Not by a desire to take him out for a nice meal, but if we keep his commandments. But what are those commandments he's asking us to keep? In John, unlike the other Gospels, there is only one commandment. Nowhere in John's Gospel does Jesus command us to go the second mile, to turn the other cheek, to render unto Caesar that which is Caesar's. The one commandment from the Gospel writer's perspective is given in the chapter before ours. I give you a new commandment, that you love one another just as I have loved you you also should love one another. By this, everyone will know that you are my disciples, if you have love for one another. And he reiterates this same commandment in the chapter after us. This is my commandment, that you love one another as I have loved you. No one has greater love than this, to lay down one's life for one's friends. So how do we know if we love Jesus? If we are loving one another. At the end of each day, ask yourself, how have I loved others today? Not so you can give yourself a pat on the back, but so that you can know that you have loved Jesus. As you have heard, I have not been my best this week. And so people have been Jesus to me, probably without even realising it. A well-timed text, a kind email, a beautiful bunch of flowers. And I hope that in some small ways, I have also shared that love with others. Now, of course, we need to not get confused here. At no point does scripture suggest that we must do good to earn or keep our salvation. Yet it frequently indicates that salvation influences our lives. Where there is no such influence, there can be no faith. If you love me, keep my commandments. Jesus is clear. A person's obedience to Christ's teaching is presented as evidence that they do indeed have faith in him. Good works cannot produce salvation, but our salvation will produce an attitude of obedience. But of course, loving doesn't always come easily especially if we are to love as Jesus has loved us. It's a strong, sacrificing kind of love that isn't always natural in a world where we are taught to be autonomous and look after number one. Loving as Jesus has loved is a challenge. Loving as Jesus loved means being willing to lay down your life for your friends. But thankfully, the amazing thing is we aren't expected to do it alone. On weeks like this one, where in the words of Lauren Daigle, I can't feel a thing. I am not alone, because as Jesus has said, I will ask the Father and he will give you another advocate. While he was on earth, the disciples had Jesus as their guide and they loved him. Jesus knows they will feel after his, de his death and later ascension painfully. But he says, I will not leave you as orphans. Jesus will ask the Father 
and he will give you another advocate to help you and be with you forever. And there are two interesting things about this statement. One is the use of the word another, and the other is the word advocate. And I'm going to start with the word advocate. It is the Greek word translated from the Greek word paraclete. And I wouldn't normally go throwing around Greek words, but it's very difficult to translate from the Greek and retain the fullness of its meaning. And in English translation, it's variously translated as comforter, advocate, counsellor and helper. It isn't the same word that's used for the spirit elsewhere. And the original readers of this gospel would have heard the full richness of its various meanings. And I don't want you to miss out. There's a richness of the spirit that Jesus is sending here. It isn't an airy-fairy spirit. This is so much more than just a sense that something is there. This is Jesus's gift to us. The paraclete will be our help. It will be an advocate for us and it will comfort us. Let's turn now to the word another. Jesus was to send another paraclete, which directs us to the idea that Jesus was first. The first advocate, the first helper, helper the first counsellor and comforter. While Jesus walked the earth, his ministry was limited to the space he was in. He was, after all, only one person, even if that one person was the Son of God. After Jesus' ascension, which is celebrated this Thursday, his disciples are given the spirit, this paraclete, and they become people who can grow faith in others because they love as Jesus loves through that spirit living in them. And this happens not just to the first disciples, but to all those who would come later, those who never saw the historical Jesus, including us. So with the power of this paraclete, that Jesus is sending to be with us forever, we will be more like Jesus. We will grow in Christ-likeness and we will share his love with others. We will be pointing others to the love that can only come from faith in God. And if you ask me, that is amazing. That I, small, seemingly insignificant, in a world of over seven billion, can love as Jesus loved and I can point others to the love of Jesus. Something else I read this week said, coming to faith is comparative to falling in love. One cannot fall in love in the abstract. Love comes through an encounter with another person. And the same is true of faith. If faith is a relationship with the living Christ and the living God who sent him, then faith can only come through an encounter with them. And the spirit is the one who makes this presence known. And we have that spirit living in us. We have the power to help others encounter the living Jesus and all by loving one another. There are many that have protested that they are not evangelists, myself included. But would many of us say that we are not able to love? If you love Jesus, you will keep his commandments. You will love one another and this love will make a difference. The church at its best is a community of love, and that love gives the church great power. By becoming a true community of love, the church is able to persuade the world of God's love, something that it could never accomplish by skilled argument. No logic has the persuasive power of an act of loving kindness. Obedience to the commandment to love, then, is a true act of discipleship. And today's passage ends with a beautiful circular thought that as Jesus returns to the theme of love and says, the one who loves me will be loved by my father and I too will love them and show myself to them. The more we are able to love in the power of the spirit, the more Jesus will be known by us. The more we know him, the more we will love like him. And the more we love like him, the more he will reveal himself to us. Isn't it wonderful? We haven't been left alone. Even in lockdown, the spirit is with us. Even in lockdown, we have the power to love one another. Even in lockdown, 
we have the power to reveal the love of Jesus to others simply by obeying his commandment to love one another. So to conclude, I want you to know that this week you can and will make a difference. Through the power of the Holy Spirit, you make a difference to God, you make a difference to others, and you make a difference to yourself, no matter how you are feeling. We can make a difference to God because God cares about what we do and who we are. God created you. You are one of God's creative masterpieces, and at no point will God turn his back on you. We have not been left orphans. We have been sent the paraclete, the spirit of Jesus. And in this knowledge and with this power, we can keep the Lord's commandments to love one another. We don't receive the spirit and remain unchanged. We can make a difference to others. We weren't designed to be alone. Right from the beginning, God saw that Adam needed someone else to be with him. By following the command to love one another, we can show someone that they are not alone. And it doesn't have to be a big grand gesture. Just let someone know perhaps that you are there to walk with them through whatever they are facing. Walking as a companion, not a judge, not a guide, not as someone with all the answers, but simply as a loving and caring companion, as their friend and a friend of Jesus, who lets them know that they are not alone. And finally, keeping Jesus's commandment to love makes a difference to us. As Jesus said, whoever has my commands and keeps them is the one who loves me. The one who loves me will be loved by my father and I too will love them and show myself to them. And so it makes a difference to us as Jesus reveals himself more and more to us. We may not see or hear the presence of God all the time, but the power and presence of God is always available for us. No matter how frightened or alone we feel, no matter how much we feel abandoned or how weak or powerless we believe we are, that doesn't mean that the spirit isn't there. That doesn't mean that we are not loved. So this week, I challenge you to sit with this passage. No matter what frame of mind you're in, whether you come with an attitude of joy or despondency, know that the spirit has been sent to you and for you. We each hold within ourselves the spark of the divine. And now let's go and share that spark and that love with others. Amen. Thank you so much, Rachel. It's, uh, it's an amazing passage in that, that uh, Rachel's been talking about. Jesus' command is called to love each other as I have loved you. And as I was um, chatting with Rachel about it yesterday, you can just feel the weight of love of Jesus as he speaks these words, so the weight of his love for us and uh, how his love for us transforms us and allows us to love each other as we bask in his love and as we dwell in his love and as we grow in his love. And as, as Rachel said, the passage begins and ends with Jesus describing the Christian life as a life of love, of loving God, of loving our neighbour, and yes, loving ourselves as made in the image of God. But so often society around us says the opposite, doesn't it? We hear things like, I'll love you when you reach this or that standard, or I'll love you if I think you're good enough or rich enough or successful enough. But God's love is so much deeper and richer and so much more freeing than that. Praise the Lord. And so as a way of responding to what Rachel's been saying, we're going to listen to the song that she mentioned by Lauren Daigle called You Say. Now, you may or may not know this song, uh, but... The words are so powerful and speak of the amazing fact that God loves us no matter what. You say I am loved when I can't feel a thing. You say I am strong when I think I am weak. You say I am held when I am falling short. And when I don't belong, oh, you say I am yours.
exciting voices in my mind that say I'm not enough. Every single light that tells me I will never measure up. Am I more than just the sum of every Heavenly Father, we thank you that we are able to bring our prayers before you this morning at a time of great uncertainty and when many of us are unsure about the future. But you know the future and what it holds for each of us, and we trust you to guide us through these strange times and, despite our worries and our doubts, to reassure us through the presence of your Holy Spirit. 
Thank you, Lord, that during this lockdown period, we found time away from the hustle and bustle of life. Time to reflect and draw closer to you. Thank you for the many ways we can hear from you through social media and prompt us by your spirit to share any concerns and anxieties we might have and to reach out to others with words of comfort and acts of kindness. Father, we pray for our community. We think of our neighbours and the people in our street and the people we meet on a Thursday evening when we join together to thank the frontline workers. We pray for the village of Baston Hill, all those people we know and the many we don't know. We pray too for the other parts of Shrewsbury and beyond where some of us live and which is our community. We thank you that you have brought us together with people we have never met before and given us the chance to talk to them and to share with them, even though we are physically keeping apart. Let's just think quietly for a few seconds about the communities in which we live. Thank you, Lord, for the beauty of your creation. Because of travel restrictions, we have developed a new appreciation of our immediate locality and valued the reduction in pollution and noise. We pray that decision makers will prioritise environmental issues as restrictions are lifted. And we pray particularly for those who are shielding or living in confined or difficult situations with limited access to outdoor space. Let's just pause for a few seconds to think about anyone we know who may be facing such difficulties. Father, we bring a big prayer to you that you will lead our country and the rest of the world to the other side of the coronavirus pandemic. We pray that you will give great skills to the thousands of people who are working to suppress the virus, whether they are frontline workers or scientists seeking a vaccine or the myriad of others trying to bring order out of chaos. We pray especially for the tough decisions that are being made on easing the lockdown, that the decision makers will be guided by your wisdom and understanding. And we lift all these prayers to you, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Your kingdom come, your will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. Forgive us our sins, as we forgive those who sin against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For the kingdom, the power and the glory are yours now and forever. Amen. I said to a few people in these last few weeks that whenever I pray the Lord's Prayer at the moment, it seems to have extra power and extra weight to it. And um, I'm sure that is uh, the power of Jesus working through his, his prayer that he has taught us to pray. So keep on praying that prayer um, each and every day. Our final song may be an, another new song to you, but it is an amazing spirit-filled song called Waymaker. And this song declares who Jesus is. Waymaker, miracle worker, promise keeper, light in the darkness. My God, that is who you are. 
And so as we go out into this week, let's put our hope and our trust and, yes, our love in Jesus, who loves us so much, who is our waymaker, even in the midst of these difficult and confusing times. Let's sing that, that truth over and over again. Waymaker.
Jesus and sing it over and over again this week. Jesus is our way maker, miracle worker, promise to keep a light in the darkness. My God, that is who you are. Well, we're really at the end of our time together this morning. In a moment, I'm going to say a prayer of blessing for you all and over you all, over us all. But I'd like to just say that if you are listening for the first time this morning, probably on, on the website, I'd imagine, uh, you are especially welcome. We'll be here at the same time next Sunday morning. In the meantime, I'd love to hear from you by email. I'd especially love to know how you came to be listening to our service today and joining in with our service today and whether we can help you further on your spiritual journey in these unusual times. Just drop me a brief email to vicar at basinhillchurch.org and I will respond to you. So a blessing as we finish our time together. Hear the words of Jesus. If you love me, then listen to my voice and do what I say. And I and my Father will draw close to you and will make our home within you. I'm leaving you with a gift, a gift that the world cannot give, peace of heart and peace of mind. So do not let your heart be troubled or afraid. So go from here to love and to serve the Lord. In the name of Christ. Amen.